Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network. This is the Landry Football Podcast, taking a look at the AFC North and NFC North draft plans. Uh, We are taking you through the entire league, and we're giving you a little bit of an overview of what we know they are focusing on at this stage. Now, this is going to change as free agency continues to evolve, and maybe some other things may uh, change a little bit in terms of um, you know, affect their strategy. But this is a little bit of kind of what they're focusing on going uh, into the draft, at least at this point. A reminder, you can get more detailed breakdowns of every team, uh, their needs, their evaluations, their draft boards. We've got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer today. Um, that'll get you through the rest of the scouting season all the way through next football season. And uh, it's the best deal we got going. You can try it out for a month, six months, whatever is your pleasure. We can handle it for you. Uh, also a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry football podcast network, wherever you get your podcasts. So you don't miss any of our football shows. We're going to break down each, the, each, the, well, we'll take in, in, uh, in four different segments, we did the AFC East and NFC East. Um, we're doing the AFC North and NFC North in this show. And then uh, on Wednesday, we'll do AFC South and NFC South in one show. And then AFC West and NFC West in Wednesday afternoon. So make sure that you check them all out. Go back and listen to the ones that you may have missed. So let's start with the Baltimore Ravens. They keep their their plans close to the vest and they go with best player available, but there's a need at corner. They like the corners in this class. Um, It's a lot of things that they can look at. At 22, uh, you're likely going to have a Devin Witherspoon off the board, Um, Christian Gonzalez or Joey Porter Jr., but Keely Ringo of Georgia, Emmanuel Forbes of Mississippi State, Deontay Banks of Maryland, Cam Smith of South Carolina, all could be in play. you know, they need help. They need youth. They need depth. Uh, I think that that's going to be a big focus. Of course, they are best player available. They'll be a really good player. That may be a non-corner. That's who they're going to go with, and they'll fill those corner needs a little bit later. Um, but that's kind of where things are with uh, the Ravens. <laughs> Pardon me. For the Bengals, they're rightfully paying attention to tight end and running back. And the first round fits are being assessed. The real takeaway from a Bengal standpoint is the depth that two, those two spots are, look, they need tight ends. Hayden Hurst or another veteran may become the temporary answer in free agency, but the number of quality trades-based prospects expected to be available in the middle rounds would serve a perfect complement to fill a more premium position early. Um, it's a good tight end group. Um, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, D.J. Reader, Awuzie, and Jonah, um, Jonah Williams are all free agents next year, after next year. So keep that in mind. Defensive line, receiver, uh, look for that as something that they may take and take higher than you might think because that is the long-range selection. And if you're doing it, and you're doing it well, and I think that under Duke Tobin they've done a very good job with the draft, is assessing their needs a year in advance. As for the tight end and running back spots, they're searching for 
uh, more out of those positions and their willingness to take advantage of the depth um, uh, is something that they're looking at. The Cleveland Browns, um, they need to draft better players than they have in recent years. They've done a poor job. Um, the Browns are focusing on what they can do in March via trades, signing proven talent. It doesn't seem like they're very confident. They feel a little pressure to win now. Um, so D-line and wide receiver groups are what's been the focus a lot in re-signing and looking at the free agent market. Uh, a year after giving up the form for Deshaun Watson, they're going to move money around in Watson's contract to create more cap room and try to make up for some of their previous poor drafting and free agent misses. So they got a lot of work to do. I think they understand to a degree their mistakes and how they've got to make improvements on it. Um, but we'll see if they're able to uh, make a market correction there with some of those decisions uh, that they've made. Um, for the Steelers, um, Steelers are willing to move up or down in the draft if the situation presents itself. Omar Khan is not a football guy like Kevin Corbett was, but he's a cap guy and a finance guy, and I'm curious to see how well they do in evaluating players that certainly are probably going to be more willing to move up if they need to, maybe make some trades. Um, you know, they don't historically move up a lot, but maybe they could do that. With three picks in the first 49 and four in the first 80, the Steelers could move up to grab a big player of need, whether it's an offensive lineman or corner. So moving up in the draft could be something that they may do that in the past they've not done. But I also think there's good value with those picks. So I'm curious to see what Omar Khan does and willing to do or um, has a maybe an understanding, uh, hopefully an understanding from their standpoint to do to be successful. Uh, that wraps up the AFC North. The NFC North, we'll start with the Bears. Bears control the offseason. They have the most salary cap space in the league. Um, had the first pick in the draft. They traded that for more picks. Carolina's up. They don't need a quarterback. They love Justin Fields. So the 23 season is an opportunity to build around Fields. The cap room made the Bears a popular team uh, among free agents. Their draft position made them very popular and led to a trade, and they had some leverage in doing that. Um, Every year, their quarterback dominoes to monitor around the league. So I think that they're going to be looking to put weapons for Justin Fields. Certainly got to uh, fix some things on defense, although they signed two um, uh, players that they think can absolutely help them at linebacker. So uh, that's going to be the focus to build around, obviously, young quarterback. The Detroit Lions are in the market for a quarterback. Uh, what does that mean exactly? Uh, looks like all options on the table. Um, they want to do more, I think, at quarterback. They feel like maybe a young one is something they would do. But I don't get the sense that they're going to force anything, and nor should they. Uh, it's just as, could be as simple as upgrading the backup quarterback in free agency. Um, and, and that may be what they end up doing. Or adding a quality player capable of stepping in for Jared Goff in a year when the playoffs is the main goal. And that, that could be, I think, part of what they're looking at. But they haven't ruled out the possibility of adding a quarterback in the draft. 
and uh, we'll we'll see <clears throat> what they do with that if um, uh, if anything. Um, the Green Bay Packers, they like what they have in Jordan Love. They are in the process of trying to trade Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, and we'll see what type of picks they can get in this draft, maybe in next year as well. We'll see. Um, they are comfortable in Setso of Love starting in week one in 23. I think he's ready. So putting pieces around him is important. Um, so I think that's key. And obviously building that defense, another key. Uh, so that's going to be the focus um, as they head to the draft. And we'll see exactly and get into it in greater detail once we know how the trade shakes out and what does it really mean for uh, the uh, post-draft analysis on that. And the Minnesota Vikings are focused on their defensive front and trying to ensure that they have enough pass rush in 23 and beyond. First, they got to sort through the plans for Daniel Hunter, Zedarius Smith. Both players were productive last year. Both players are entering the final year of their contracts. And the salaries do not match their production despite the fact that they played well. So whether Minnesota trades, extends, or releases each player or not will likely hinge on how willing the Vikings are willing to reach for a pass rusher in their early rounds. They have, though, met those players, and I think they'll have some options there at 23. But that's where I see things playing out for them. So that's a look at the AFC North. In the NFC North, draft strategy at this point. Now, we'll be updating this. Obviously, we, as, as we get closer and giving you a viewpoint of kind of where they're focusing and honing in on in terms of players and some of the options, we're going to do that. But we really get into that over at LandryFootball.com, which is why you want to jump on board, become a member of LandryFootball.com today. Take advantage of our scouting season offer. It's the best deal that we've got going. Um, it'll take you through a full season and it'll get you all the way through the rest of this scouting season, the football business season, if you will, all the way through next year. So make sure that you uh, check that out. Try it out for a month or six months if you prefer to do that, whatever is your pleasure. Subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts. And that way you make sure that you don't miss any of our shows. Uh, we'll be back and uh, take a look. The South is up next. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to the uh, AFC East and NFC East, you can go back and listen to that. That was the first podcast we did in the morning of the 21st. Uh, the AFC South and the NFC South are up next, and then we'll finish up uh, with AFC West and NFC West. Draft strategy for each and every team, taking you through how things are looking. Still a ways out. It'll change, but we are on top of it for you. Appreciate you joining us. For now, everyone, so long.